0: All right, we are back again with another AmeriCorps alumni on AmeriCorps Connections, where we get to welcome AmeriCorps alum and learn about their journey and their story. Um, and I am, ai am Nikki Fiacco. I am the creator of AmeriCorps Connections. Um, and it really stemmed out of my service year where I learned how to make connections. And that was one of the biggest things that I took away was the networking and the people, and I wanted to continue um, that, and we have 1.2 million AmeriCorps alumni, so I figured I'll just start talking to (laughs) to them one by one. Um, I may only hit a fraction of those, a fraction of a fraction, but uh, we're we're getting there. Um, So before I introduce our new guest, I want to just, as always, thank Dan Medevere from Time or Money Productions. He is the one that um, is able to get this. If you're listening, if you're only listening to this, it's on all of the major uh, podcast platforms. And then if you're watching in YouTube, he also helped me um, figure out editing and and audio. So Dan, thank you so much. And um, today I'm excited because we are connecting with Rachel Dubois. Oh, see, I practiced it four times DuBois, Rachel DuBois, um, and she is an NCCC and Vista alumni, so did one year in NCCC and then went back for more. That, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, as we learned from many of our alumni, Rachel never lived more than an hour and a half from home, so she took a leap of faith and um, you know joined NCCC and had quite the adventures. Um, She also had a BA in English and just was not quite sure what she wanted to do with it. So I'm going to let Rachel take us through her journey of her service terms and um, find out how she got to where she is as Director of uh, Career Services at NYU Wagner School of Public Service. Um, We've got AmeriCorps alums doing amazing things. I love these conversations. So Rachel, please take it away.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Nikki. I'm I'm really glad to be here. And I love talking about AmeriCorps and connecting with other AmeriCorps alum. So like you said, my term of service or my time with AmeriCorps began 20 years ago. I was a member of class nine and triple C National Civilian Community Corps. I was based out of Denver, Colorado, team fire four for the win. And It was a really life-changing experience for me. Like you said, I had grown up in Georgia, so I grew up in Atlanta. I went to the University of Georgia for my undergrad and had spent my whole life in Georgia. Had done a little bit of traveling here and there, but finished college with that BA in English. Had genuinely no idea what I wanted to do. Did not understand how people thought about careers with a capital C, like the people who went to college and knew they wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher. I found that mystifying and amazing that they had such clarity. And so I had done a alternative spring break trip when I was in college where for spring break, instead of going to party or go to the beach, you go and do a week of service. And I had really enjoyed it and thought I don't know what I want to do next, but maybe I'll do some more service in the meantime, and that will help me give back. That will help me do some exploring, get out of Georgia, try some new things. And I had heard about NCCC and thought that that sounds cool. Be on a team, travel around the country and do a year of learning more about myself and others and new places.
0: I was going to ask, where did you learn about NCCC? Because my, if people are listening to this, uh, listen to this on a regular basis, they know that I didn't know I was doing AmeriCorps year. I feel like there was something in my psyche that knew of AmeriCorps, but you know, I served when I was in my thirties and I, I thought I was applying for a job. So it wasn't until I went to this pre-service training and I was like, what is this thing? Why are there more people here? I thought I was the volunteer coordinator. Who are you? You know? Um, So I'm just curious, how did you learn about
1: NCCC? I wish I could remember. I wish I knew the exact moment or the exact person. If I think back, I'm guessing it came as part of alternative spring break. My kids well, probably that they probably sent us some follow-up. We probably heard from the campus career center. I imagine somebody else maybe in that cohort was also thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that once I, once it was on my radar, it was like, oh yes, that's yeah. that's the thing. That's the next step. I wasn't ready for grad school. I didn't really understand about how to start building a career. And it it was a way for me to even think about buying myself a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I was the English major with no idea what she wanted to do. And I thought a year of exploring and then I'll and then I'll figure out the next thing from there. It's that sort of wonderful, yeah. uh freewheeling thing you have when you're in your early 20s.
0: Yeah, definitely. Without a mortgage or without a mortgage,
1: without kids. <laughs> you know, it was sort of yeah. like you, I was in a unique position to go and and do something new. And I, I really wanted to be part of something bigger. I like that feeling of connection. I like that feeling of mission and being in it with other people. That mm-hmm. sense of community is so important to me. So I did the year of, of C, and it was very cool. We traveled all over the country And we were based in Texas, working with Habitat for Humanity. We lived on the grounds of a convent in Minnesota and at public schools doing tutoring. We helped run a wheelchair sports camp for kids in Denver. We did hurricane disaster relief in Baltimore and uh, some other little smaller projects here and there throughout our time. And it was incredible. I mean, you know, you're traveling the country, you're in a van with you know, eight strangers that you yeah. just met who are totally not strangers by the end of your first week together and doing all of this great work, meeting new people and really learning a lot about yourself and other people. Mm-hmm.
0: What were some memorable things um, during your C year that you can maybe think back on?
1: Oh, sure. I mean, one of my, um one of my favorite things was, was living on that con on the convent grounds in Minnesota. Okay every night we would have dinner with the nuns. It was uh, an older population of nuns. It was almost like a retirement community for Franciscan uh-huh. nuns. And they let us live in one of the houses on their grounds. And then every night we would go and have dinner with them in the cafeteria uh, where they would have their dinners and we would sit with them and we would talk. We also helped clean up the grounds of their convent. They had a big rhubarb crop. So there's pictures of all of us in a field like picking rhubarb oh and gosh. bringing them to the nuns so they could be making things to sell and to, to to bake and to think things like that so that was a really wonderful experience we also when we were working with Habitat for Humanity had had a lot of fun just being on sites we were mm-hmm. building houses we were actually deconstructing houses to mm. get materials for them to resell or reuse for other uh Projects within Habitat for Humanity, so we were actually doing like a lot of um, destruction work as opposed to construction work, and learned a lot in in regards to that. We just come home exhausted. Yeah, I can imagine. Day. So tired, probably exhausted and dirty, <laughs> dirty and and probably kind of smelly. And we were all in that van together. So again, you bond <laughs> over all sorts of things. Um, and we lived in so many different kinds of places. We lived in dormitories. We lived in houses. We lived in um, some partly built habitat houses in the New Mexico desert. I mean, mm-hmm. it was really a, a journey. We were doing all kinds of different things throughout that 10 months we were together.
0: That's so That's so cool. And folks that are listening to this that are like, what, why did you live in all these places? So um, NCCC is a, a, a program within AmeriCorps where you can like... I guess like nonprofits can actually apply for an NCCC team to come out and work on all different projects. And one of the stipulations is do you have to provide housing? And as we heard from Rachel, there's all kinds of different ways. It's not just, um, you know, finding campgrounds or something like that, which is a lot of times where NCCC teams end up. But um, like, as we just heard from a convent or, you know, uh, partnering with Habitat for Humanity. So if, if you're thinking that, that a team of about 20, 20, 20 something year olds would help you out, could help you out in some of the projects that you're doing. And it's a wide range, right? Like it was construction, but then you also mentioned that you supported a camp. Um, So it's a really cool way to um, interact with AmeriCorps without like being a program or um, hosting an AmeriCorps member. And then the, the NCCC members are only there for, I think it's like six to eight weeks or something. And then you move from project to project. So and also, if if you're listening to this and you're like, that sounds rad, um, you just, I I wish that I would have known about NCCC. Um, I'm trying to get my daughter to do something like this um, after her college year. But um, so anyways, that's, I just wanted to like orient people that might have fallen or come across this podcast and find it interesting. In there, like, what the heck are they talking about? So um, it sounds like you had some really cool experiences. And and some and the the part about living with the nuns and sitting and eating with them is just like an experience
1: that you you would have never had
0: before you know <laughs> like that's very
1: very original it was it was so unique and it was so fun and i'm talking a lot about the project but i also just want to mention some of the best parts were just driving with my team like we were driving across the country and we spent a lot of oh. time together and i have to mention it was 2003 this was like before smartphones this was before social media like w- we had to hang out together unless mm-hmm. you put your walkman on and sort of like tuned the group out there was there was no getting away from each other so we And up- you probably used maps right like We used paper yeah, maps yeah we had maps i think maybe like mapquest was a thing and we would print oh, okay. them but we definitely didn't have gps Um, and yeah, somebody was driving. We took turns driving the van. Somebody was the navigator and we spent a lot of time like talking, playing games, doing like road games, trivia games, getting to know each other, icebreakers. And it was, it was really fun. I mean, we bonded and like any group, you know, you have ups and downs and and ins and outs Mm -hmm. with everybody, but it was a a really memorable experience. That's cool. Do you ever get together with your... Your crew members ever? I keep I keep in touch with a lot of people. Um, and uh I've been to people's weddings, um, birthday parties. Uh, you know, we're all sort of scattered now. And it's funny, we were at all different ages. So one person had just graduated from high school, she was 18, and somebody else turned 25 when she was in the program. So you have to be 18 to 24 when Mm -hmm. you start. And so some people already had college degrees, some people were fresh out of high school, and it was a really interesting mix. So Um, cool folks. And it was, uh, it's the kind of thing where you think this is a combination of people that would never be in the same room together otherwise. And Mm -hmm. then here we are going out to do all Mm -hmm. this work. Yeah.
0: That to me is that, that serendipitous sort of, um, we're all supposed to be here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like when there's these, those synchronicities where you're meeting, you're in a situation that you wouldn't originally be you wouldn't choose to be in or or put yourself in that position. But then suddenly you're meeting these people and then later on in life or something pops up or, you know, it's just, it, I feel like it's the universe's way of like orienting what we're supposed to do and where we're supposed to be doing it by putting us in those kinds of situations where we're like, I wouldn't have never even chose to sit in a van with you and I am, and I'm excited about it. So you did in Triple C. was it a full year that you um, were with them?
1: It was 10 months. So I believe months. it was, uh, I, well, I want to get the hours right. And I feel like I'm not going to, because uh, it was- 1,700? 1700. 1,700. It must've been 1,700 hours. And um, yeah, it was 10 months. So it was January to November that we were okay. that we were together. And then in November, we had our graduation ceremony from NCCC. And a few days later, I got on a plane and I went to New York and I started my VISTA term of service.
0: So you applied for VISTA during your NCCC year? And what prompted you to do that?
1: I wanted to keep doing AmeriCorps. I loved it, but I I was done with driving around in a van. Um, I wanted to be stationary and I had Mm -hmm. always wanted to live in New York. It was just at the top of my list of lifelong dreams. And so there were a lot of opportunities in New York for VISTA members. And I was really fortunate to get a position working in development and fundraising with Jumpstart, which is a national nonprofit that is provide services to children in pre-K programs and help support them with literacy and social emotional development to help get them ready for kindergarten.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, So tell us a little bit about your experience with that. And, and for, again, for folks that are listening and might not know about Vista, um, the program focuses particularly on poverty and homelessness, I believe it is. And um it's more of an internal role of capacity building. So as we're going to learn from Rachel, she had the ability to learn development and fundraising alongside mentors um, and really get to know that kind of process. So again, that's, it's just an amazing opportunity. And um, I think that Vista offers uh, relocation um, as part of their benefits package along with a bunch of other things. So Uh, I love that you did two different programs that you like totally different programs, like NCCC and Vista are like literally like Vistas don't really do direct service and Mm -hmm. NCCC members never don't do (laughs) direct
1: service. So what was that like for you? It was a big transition and it was actually something I was thinking a lot about when I applied. I had done this direct service work and I thought I want to take a step back and look at some of the bigger pictures of how organizations operate and how they make decisions. And Vista seemed like a great way to be on the admin managerial side and understand more about how decisions get made and resources get allocated and things like that. So it was a, it was a great experience. I worked on the fundraising and development team, had had no experience beforehand. They, they trained me up from scratch. And a lot of the work that I did had to do with uh, managing databases, helping research and prepare correspondence for funders, helping plan events like the annual gala uh, to fundraise and raise money, helping put together research communications for board members. And Jumpstart was fairly small at the time. This was 2003, 2004. And now they're much bigger. If you you look up Jumpstart, they're, they're everywhere. And it was really a great way for me to get professional training that I was lacking. And so I spent a lot of time watching my managers and my supervisors. And so much of what I learned just from even observing them are things that I carry over now into my job how to have difficult conversations, about how to lead and facilitate trainings, how to effectively manage and give feedback. That's all things that were uh, demonstrated and modeled for me in that organization.
0: That's so. That is so important when you move into a leadership role or yeah. leadership role, but even just something we're interacting with with people. Especially, um, I'm excited to hear about like what you're doing now. And and we already had a conversation about how you're always like, oh, maybe you should try AmeriCorps to the students. And um, but it's like I am a learner in that way where I need to watch like my first career was in fitness. I was a personal trainer and I sold gym memberships for those people that remember Bally total fitness. Yes. Yeah. I did work there. Amazing. <laughs> and I
1: went to, I went to a Bally. I remember Bali. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, um, um, but I am totally a, that kind of learner too. And for, for you to get such good mentorship at a, at an impressionable age is, is so cool. And, um, and Jumpstart is is a great program. And I can imagine that that was something that was part of their values and just part of their, um, part of their values and part of their, uh, what's like the environment that they wanted to create for folks.
1: Yeah, it's, it's true. And I, I, I still keep in touch with several people from my time at Jumpstart, I actually served on a nonprofit board with some of them a few years ago. And so it was a a great way too, to think about when you're young, doing AmeriCorps service is a good way to start building up your network and to meet new people. And especially people who may be more senior to you, learning from them and keeping in touch with them. Uh, Because, you know, 15 years later, my old boss reached out to me and she was running a new nonprofit and she said, I want you to be on the board. And it was just one of those things. And so it's you you sort of never know how people are gonna show up and reshow up in your life, especially in professional networks.
0: And I think too with AmeriCorps, um, it's you're not like I feel like it might be somewhat similar in, in internships or fellowships where um you're not taking on a part-time job, you're not looking to stay somewhere forever and ever. I mean, a lot of times AmeriCorps member get gets AmeriCorps members get hired by their their programs and stuff, but it's, it's really an opportunity to, to learn how to connect with people. And those folks that you are connecting with, they want you to thrive like within your program and after, and it's just, it, I, you hit the nail on the head when you said that, like, just when you said that um, your previous manager said, Hey, I want you to be on the board. Uh, That's just the perfect example of how AmeriCorps uh, just feeds into your, your future possibilities.
1: A hundred percent. And it's, uh, I think it's great too, that it is temporary because I think if you're Mm -hmm. earlier in your career and you don't know what you want to do yet, it's hard to take a job when you feel like you're not ready to fully commit, right? You're like, Mm -hmm. I can commit for a year, but I don't know how I'm going to feel or who I'm going to be in the year. I don't know what changes might have, have come about. And I hear from my students in particular that especially if they're younger and earlier in their career, there can be a lot of anxiety about picking something and picking the right thing. And AmeriCorps gives you the chance to try different things. Mm -hmm. And there's so much value in that. And there's so much, it it takes the pressure off essentially. Yeah.
0: Well, let's go there. Um, Let's talk about what you're, unless you wanted to highlight anything in particular that was impactful um, during your VISTA year, which I can imagine it all was, but if there's anything that you wanted to touch on before we move into what you're up to now and and how you support your students, because I think this is a great conversation and it's so timely. And I know that you probably serve mostly 20 something year olds. um, But I think that out of coming out of COVID, so many people are questioning what am I doing, you know? And, um, I don't know. So if you wanted to highlight anything on your Vista year, we could just roll into what you're doing now.
1: Uh, yeah, I I think the one thing I would highlight about my Vista year too, is it was very valuable for showing me what I don't want to do. I think there's Ah, something, I think a big part of, of, figuring out your career? Is there some trial and error? And it's important to figure out what you want. It's equally important to figure out what you don't want. And it turned out, I didn't want to be a fundraiser for a living. I don't like asking people for money. If you say no, I'm going to take you at your no, and I'm going to I'm gonna walk away. Um, and so that was not where my strengths were and not where my comfort was. So I got to really stretch and really try and learn new things. And then at the end of the year, I thought, I'm so glad I did that. And I elect to not do that anymore. And that- there's so much value in that.
0: There is so, I mean, I constant, I can't, I don't, I can't even count how many times I say, well, at least you, when you know what you don't want, you know what you do want. And I mean, it, it sounds like, um, coming from, coming from it at a negative angle, but I feel like you get more focus when you, when you clear the way of the things that you, you don't want in your life experience, whether it's work or personal life or, whatever it might be. It's like, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want, I don't want to be treated that way. I don't want to be in that
1: absolutely. So in my current role, I am the director of the Office of Career Services at NYU's Robert F. Wagner Graduate School of Public Service. So we are the School of Public Service within New York University. And my office works directly with graduate students who are pursuing degrees in public administration, urban planning, health policy and management public policy, uh, and we're a really unique school in that we have a number of different degrees that are focused on different areas of public service and bring together people from across different professional spectrums, lived experiences. We have a global student population, so we've got folks from all over the world. And the charge of my office is really to serve students and alumni and help connect them to networks and opportunities and resources that will help them advance their public service careers. No matter where they are in that journey and no matter which pathway they want to take, my team and I are here to help support them in that.
0: Oh my gosh. Let me know if you're hiring. That sounds like <laughs> so much fun. I was just talking to um, someone who unfortunately was just la- uh, laid off from their, their position. And we were talking about strategies and mm. uh, where to look and how to, how to look at some of their skills and make them transferable and how to you know speak the different language of the different industry that they want to go into. So that sounds like a fun, just, I do love your job.
1: I love my job. It sounds so cool. I'm so, I also feel so lucky because I never, this is, if you had told me 20 years ago, one day you are going to be a career advisor, I would have laughed and laughed and laughed because the idea of even having a career to me seemed just like I said earlier, so mystifying, so foreign. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: How did you go from, uh, we jumped from Vista to what you're doing now, but there.
0: did you- how did you get to where you are now? Like, how did you find this?
1: So, so the common thread here is actually Jumpstart. So oh. after I had done a year of Vista I with Jumpstart, I went and did a couple other things. I got a master's degree. I was teaching for a few years at Eastern Michigan University. Decided I wanted to go back to New York and got a job as the site manager for Jumpstart at New York University. So I was managing Jumpstart's NYU America gotcha. program for five years. So I was supporting... Uh, AmeriCorps, 300-hour AmeriCorps members who were working in New York City schools on the Lower East Side. And I was running that program as their site manager, doing the trainings and the onboardings and the support for that program, which is what got me to NYU and really loved that. But after five years, was ready for a new challenge. And so was looking within NYU to think, okay, what's next? What's next? Mm -hmm. And found opportunities at NYU Wagner And ironically did not apply to a career services. I applied for a job in admissions, uh, Mm -hmm. which I didn't get, but they said, we think you should apply for this other job in career services. And I thought they're never going to hire me for that. No way. But I submitted my resume and they took a chance on me. I say, they saw it before I did. They saw my transferable skills before I did. And they took a chance on me as an assistant director. And I've been there for eight years now. And
0: that's so cool.
1: Yes. So I'm so,
0: what a great story. Um, And again, like you said, the common thread is, was Jumpstart and AmeriCorps and, um, you know, from taking the chance of signing up from NCCC and actually going more than an hour and a half away from your, your little town in Georgia. Um, so that is, that is so cool. Um, let's, I was really fascinated and excited when you, we were talking before about, um, just w- how you work with the students, and then also how you introduce the opportunity of Americorps to some students. It's not for everybody, but yeah. in some instances, I I think you had said that it, it's it's definitely helpful for some.
1: Absolutely. So you know, my office works with students. We also work with all of our alumni. Alumni have access to us oh, free for yeah. life. And so you know, we provide one-on-one coaching and advising. Students can schedule thirty-minute meetings with us and we can talk through any questions we say there's no question too big or too small if you want somebody to look at your resume we can do that if you want to talk about what are you doing with what am i doing with my life we can talk about that too we also provide lots of programming and events so things like career panels and networking sessions mm-hmm. and career information and recruiting sessions and then we have a lot of what we call on demand resources so resources that are online and available to students like resume guides our jobs portal, uh, professional development sites and resources, and all kinds of things they can access anytime that they might have a question. And so it's uh, our goal is to make sure that we have something for everybody. Um, Not everyone needs us, but we want if you are coming to our office, that we're ready for you in in whatever Mm -hmm. capacity you're looking for. I think that some people
0: might be motivated just to go and get a degree from in those different fields just for that service. (laughs)
1: Yes. Well, the other good thing too, is if you are at NYU, you also have access to the main campus career center. So Wagner students have the best of both worlds. They can come and see us and then they can use the big central career hub. So, so there's lots of opportunities and, you know, because we work with grad students, I believe the average age of our students is 29, um, okay. but our students range in age from 22 to, I think like 62. And so we have people who are coming straight out of undergrad. We have folks who've been in their career for many years and are maybe looking for a promotion or to mm-hmm. level up. And then we may have folks who are ready for an encore career and are coming back to build their skills and you know, develop a, in our executive program for whatever their next step is going to be. And so when it comes to AmeriCorps, actually, a lot of our students at Wagner have done an AmeriCorps program. When they Mm -hmm. come to us, they may have done AmeriCorps or Peace Corps. They may have served in the military. And so we see a lot of people who are looking to extend their commitment to service by coming to get this degree.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's so cool.
0: I love what you said on core career. I've never heard of that before, probably because I don't work in a career services office, but tell me what that means. I think I know what it means, but tell me what an encore career might look like.
1: So it could look like a lot of different things. We often think of folks who may have been working in the the same field for years and years and have retired and decided, okay, I was in, you know, government for all these years, or I was in finance, or I was leading nonprofits, whatever it might be. And now they've retired from that career and they're they're not ready to just retire and sit on a porch somewhere. They, they're they thinking yeah. what's next. And so what might that look like? Might they be a consultant? Might they sit on a governance board or an advising board? Might they come back and teach at a, at a college or a university? And so thinking about encore careers is another way to think about it is what's your next chapter?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I need an encore career.
1: Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. I need a few
0: more years. Um, Well, this your story has is just I love how full circle it kind of is and Mm -hmm. that you get to, you know, through your national service experience, you still get to interact with AmeriCorps alumni and folks that have gone through AmeriCorps or introduce it to people. Um, What else what else do you want to share either about AmeriCorps or what you're up to now or anything else that you feel
1: that um, that people are should should know. <laughs> I, would, I would say a couple things. I think if you are not sure what you want to do or not sure what you want to do next, AmeriCorps can be a great way to help you figure some things out and get some experience on your resume. I didn't have much on my resume when I was 22. I had been a cater waiter. I had worked in call centers. I had torn tickets at the movie theater. I hadn't had a what we think of as like a job job. I had had a lot of part-time things. And I think if you're looking to get some substantial things on your resume to think about getting some funding for college or to go back to school through the Siegel Education Award, there's a lot of benefits to it because it, it also is a great conversation starter. When people see AmeriCorps on my resume, I get lots of questions about it. I have gotten interviews just because I said I was a VISTA. I have been able to like have some great conversations and connections at conferences with people who are also AmeriCorps members. Um, and it's it's the kind of thing that's not just like an internship. it's also really rewarding. Mm-hmm. And so it's a it's a win-win if you are looking for for what the next thing is that that you want to do. And Nikki, I love what you're doing, which is highlighting AmeriCorps members, highlighting the value of service. Uh, when you popped up in my LinkedIn feed, I was just like, oh, I need to reach out to her. I need to get to know her because she is like doing the thing. There was a, there was a gap and it feels like you're filling that gap and it's Aww. really exciting.
0: That is so, well, aw, thank you so much. <laughs> that means so much to me. Um, and I really am enjoying it. And, and um, something you said, oh, you, the connections at conferences, mm-hmm. there's 1.2 million AmeriCorps members who have gone through service. Now, not everyone's around anymore, but it's it's like seven degrees, six degrees of separation from an AmeriCorps alumni and, or a current AmeriCorps member, right? And it mm-hmm. is such a conversation starter, and it does open the doors. And having that on your resume and keeping it on your resume, I know sometimes it bumps down to the mm-hmm. bottom, but always just bringing it up. Um, in some way shape or form is is so important and right now the whole field of of AmeriCorps having such a struggle with recruitment Mm -hmm. and um, I mean it's like it's not the intention of this channel to be part of like a recruitment push but you know for what you said about getting some skills whether you don't know what you want to do because you're just out of college or just out of high school Um, you can do a service year or two, you get a little bit of a stipend. It's, it just varies on different programs about how much you get paid. You get an education award when you're finished. I think it's up to like 7,000 something dollars right now. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, I think mine was only like 4,000 or something. So it, it does keep popping up and, but I think, and all of that's good. But I think the most important thing is that you actually get true skills. You leave with experience that you can talk about. Like during my service year, I mean, again, I was 30 something, I had kids and I still felt like a, a failure, you know, like like the, what? Um, because I didn't have a career. Uh, but what my AmeriCorps year taught me was that I could, somebody could give me an idea and I could implement the idea and I can include other people on the idea, and then they would be impacted by it. I remember one, I'm going to share one quick story. When I was a volunteer coordinator, I had um, coordinated this cleanup for London town in uh, in, Mar- in Maryland, in Anne Arundel County. And it was just a cleanup. I think it was like January. Maybe it was, um, I don't whatever. So this kid was dropped off by his grandmother. He had his hair in front of his eyes. He obviously was just doing like service work or something. He did not want to be there. This kid did not say like two words to us. And then I, I watched him and he was cleaning some stuff up and he was talking to another um, volunteer that was uh, a regular in London town. So this, this volunteer was sharing the history of the land and the experience and, and what actually went on in this area that we were at. And I saw the kid put his hair back and he put it up in a ponytail and he took his jacket off and he was the last one to leave. He was wow. the last one to leave and he helped me clean things up, like put the tools away. And he said, anytime you ever do anything, like, please let me know, like personally send me an email or send me a text because I want to do this. And I, I just got chills remembering it. So oh. like that to me, I just remember sitting there going, this has totally impacted this kid's life. Like yeah. this one experience that I was able to hold because of the position of being an AmeriCorps member. and so. You know, if that if all of those folks out there that are like, I don't know what I want to do, or I don't know what I want to do next. Give, give an AmeriCorps year a try.
1: I, I, I think that's so true. And the, the skills that you build in AmeriCorps, you can take into any industry. So you're not yeah. pigeonholing yourself. It's not like you have to follow a career in public service. You know, a lot of the people that I did C with are now in the private sector. They're working in publishing. They're working in media. Um, But really, you are building skills that employers are going to be looking for. So things like teamwork and communication, leadership, and things that transcend a specific field or organization and are just going to serve you well in, in the rest of your life. And so being able to have that on your resume and being able to tweak it according to you know maybe what a particular employer is looking for and using their language to reflect that back to them, there's so much value in that. So you can yeah it's, you can take it anywhere is basically the the takeaway from that.
0: right And the, those soft skills are so important. you know we don't learn we don't learn the, those are soft skills are not a topic in in high school, right Like the things that you learn during your AmeriCorps year, um, because for the most part of years are challenging, yes. but that, that experience is something that you can take and you can speak to as well. Um, so again, I, I'm not using this channel to be like, Hey, let's recruit. But I, I do think it's important for us to, um, I don't know, just share yeah. the impact that it's had on, on our, on all of our lives. Oh, and to your point about like, after your AmeriCorps year, don't have to ne- necessarily go into um, some type of public service. That's also one of the reasons I started this podcast because when I was in the AmeriCorps alumni LinkedIn group, I saw people doing things. Widely different. Like one of my episodes, I think it was back in in early May. Um, you know, she's an AmeriCorps alum. She works for Netflix now, right? Like yes. it's, it has nothing to do with with public service. I think she served ser- served as a Vista. Um, corporate social responsibility mm-hmm. is huge right now. Like you can work for a company or a business, and you can focus in on their volunteer programs or um, whatever their initiatives are to give back to the community. Community, And if you've been doing that for a year or so, because you've been in AmeriCorps, then you have those
1: skills. So I, it seems like we could go on and on about how wonderful AmeriCorps is. i could talk so, about AmeriCorps all day. I mean, even if I see people out in public and they've got on one of like their AmeriCorps gear and I can see the patch, I'm such a big nerd. I'll go over to them and be like, oh, what program are you doing? Where are you surfing? Yeah. Or about your service. Yeah, we had
0: an uh, NCCC van, I think it was two or three years ago, Poland, and um, they'd all popped out of the van, and I was like, and I think that's when I was working for, Governor Hogan, I was the director for the office, his office on service and volunteerism, and so I just kind of, I didn't tell him who I was or anything, I just was like, thank you so much for serving, and
1: um, you know, what are you
0: guys doing, and they told me about the project. It was, it was so funny hey. when I pulled up and they jumped out of their van, I'm like, I know exactly who you are. Yeah, it felt like a
1: conver- fan. Instant conversation starter, instant icebreaker when you meet another yeah. Americorps person.
0: So you work with alumni at the Wagner, um, it the Wagner the Wagner the Wagner School. Right. Um, so let's think real quick, broadly about Americorps alum. So to wrap things up, I always ask this question: um, You know what? What would you like to see from, for, and from? What would you like to see our Americorps? group do? Like there's millions of us. Like, what do you think we could do?
1: I think we can do this. I think we can do what you're doing, which is connecting with other people. I think making it publicly visible on any of your social media, let's find each other. Let's connect. So, you know, saying I have it in my LinkedIn profile that I was an AmeriCorps member, you know, indicating if you're willing to have a conversation with somebody. So this is letting me know that I should probably put this in my LinkedIn profile too. yes you know happy to chat with current AmeriCorps members and alumni you know feel free to reach out and I think if we can maybe come up with a, a hashtag with a way to find each other as well it could be really beneficial I think you know I've been I've been I did my first term 20 years ago it doesn't feel like 20 years. Um, and so, you know, I also know now that being an AmeriCorps member looks different. Like I said, we didn't have mm-hmm. smartphones, we didn't have GPS. Um, there's, I don't have a whole lot of pictures from that mm-hmm. time. Because we didn't have, you know, we didn't have cameras on our phones. And so, you know, even getting to share sort of what our different AmeriCorps experiences were like and what our takeaways are. I also think if you are in a position to hire people, um, keep an eye out for AmeriCorps people, because you know what they bring in terms of skills, organization, project management, communication, leadership, and for folks who are in higher ed, making sure that your institution has some sort of matching program Mm -hmm. for the SQL award or has some way for people to indicate that they have done AmeriCorps service on their applications to your programs, I think could be really helpful and really beneficial for you know, elevating the, the experiences and the folks who have done national service. Those are all
0: such great suggestions. I I love every single thing that you said, and especially the schools for national service, which you can, it's, it's in all of my show notes for all of the podcasts that I've done. And um, I think one of the schools out here in Maryland First of all, uh, if you're an AmeriCorps alumni, you can get in-state tuition in Maryland.
1: Wow. Uh, so
0: that's very exciting. And um, some of the schools like University of Maryland School of Education offers, I think it's like about $4,000 match to the Siegel Ed Award for, I think, it's their master's program or something along those lines. But so important, and that's such a bigger conversation that we I would love to continue to have, especially with education. And quite frankly, for you higher education folks out there, like I know that y'all are, are struggling with enrollment as well. So maybe the Department of Education and AmeriCorps need to uh, <laughs> bump yes. up their visibility of the benefits of serving as an AmeriCorps member and then getting those benefits in higher education. So
1: it would be really interesting too. And I, I think there is some movement towards this, but I, but I don't want to speak incorrectly, of having pathways into government jobs for people who serve yeah. with AmeriCorps. Um, you know, there's such a need for hiring in government right now. Baby boomers are retiring uh, in, in large numbers, and there's just huge need at like federal, state, and local levels. How could we possibly fast track uh, AmeriCorps applicants who have already done national service in the same way that there are veterans hiring initiatives? That's
0: That is such a Perfect end, ending note for folks out there that might be listening that have the power um, to be able to, to move some of those structures. I do think when you're a VISTA, you do have one year of um, um, availability of, of bumping up in something along the lines when it comes to the federal government. Um, so I'll double check that. I'll put that in my show notes, make sure it's accurate. So Rachel, this has been such a great conversation. Is there anything that you would like to... Any last thing that you'd like to share about what you're up to, or I don't know, anything?
1: Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much. I think this uh, podcast is such a cool resource, and I'm ex- I'm really honored and excited to be on it and to keep listening and to learn from other people. I would say if anybody wants to reach out to me if you hear this program and want to reach out to me, um, you know, Nikki, I think can put a link to my LinkedIn in the in the notes. Feel free. I'm happy to have a conversation. And I, I would just say, if you're even thinking about AmeriCorps, go ahead and apply, right? Go ahead and, and see what the possibilities are. And it's 20 years later, and I still say it's the best thing I ever did.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening and tuning in. And we'll be back next week with an AmeriCorps alum to learn what they're up to. Thanks so much. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you.